0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Raw Knuckles podcast. We'd really appreciate it if you'd like, subscribe, and share with a friend. You never want to play anywhere
1: else, do you? Honestly, like, no. Like, I, I love it here. Right. Um, <laughs> I love it here, and it's just like, the way Marty is, like, I think if you ask anybody in that room, they're like, I want to play for him as long as I can. You know, the, the freedom that he gives you as a player and – The way that he approaches the game and and teaches you, it's just like, if I can stick around and and latch onto this for as long as I can, like, I want to be a part of this, you know?
0: When I stepped on the ice, I never backed down and I never stayed down. And I was vicious and I was malicious and I don't care. (laughs) All right, a freaking madman. Look at him going to That'll be a suspension. That'll be a fine. Hi, Michael. Uh, welcome to the Raw Knuckles Podcast. And uh, say hi to my friend,
2: Tim.
1: Tim, how's it going?
2: Good. How you doing? Thanks for coming on.
1: Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me, guys.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Listen, um, I've been watching you. I've been watching you. And you know I've been watching you. And I love it because, uh, listen, I, I go back to and I, I look at your draft Yeah, You were drafted 160 overall. And it brought me back to my own draft year when I was drafted 231. Both late draft picks. Both end up playing for an organization that is so rich in history. You grew up in Toronto. Now, I want the fucking truth. Were you a Leafs fan or a Habs fan?
1: Uh, I was definitely I was definitely a Leafs fan. I think um, Matt Sandin was my favorite player growing up, and I, I would definitely cheer for the Leafs. Um, I don't think I was ever someone that, like, absolutely hated the Habs, but uh, I was for sure a Leafs fan growing up, and, and most of my family was, too.
2: What about now? Are you a Leafs fan now?
1: No. Now I, no, I hate those guys. Between those guys and the Ottawa Senators, uh, I think I hate both those teams uh, with a passion now. So it, it's fun, and uh, it's fun uh, joking around with all my buddies and, and friends and family back home, just um, kind of transition them to be Habs fans. So it's it's always an ongoing joke, and it's fun.
0: So you're, uh, you're a Sundin fan. So would you say he was your biggest inspiration or your role model for hockey?
1: yeah i just like um i always wore number 13 growing up and and in junior be because of him and um i wish i kind of modeled my game more more after him but um <laughs> no i i just enjoyed watching him play and uh, my brother's favorite player is gary roberts so just to kind of watch both of them and see him skating around it was it was always fun
0: so uh the hockey thing now was a family thing your brother play uh, what do you have you got a sister and a brother is that it
1: uh, no, just an older brother. He's, older uh, brother. he's three years older. So, um, he, he played and, uh, my dad never played and my, my mom hadn't played hockey. didn't come from a hockey background either. I think it just kind of put us in so that, uh, I think the thing was, my dad said that when he used to go out and play with his buddies on, uh, the outdoor rink, he, he, wasn't, wasn't very good. And he just wanted to make sure that we were good enough that if we went to go play with our buddies, like we could hold our own. Cause he was always pissed off that he, he couldn't <laughs> hold his own with his buddies. <laughs> So uh, that's how it started, and I think we just both fell in love with it, like me and my brother, and um, just fell in love with the sport, and it was something that, uh, I mean, obviously worked out, but uh, it was fun to go through the journey, like, growing up, playing with, it, playing and training with him, so it was, it was fun.
2: So did you grow up, like, playing as more of a skilled player, or were you always had that kind of grit?
1: So when I – I mean, I was the first-round pick to the OHL, but I was always, like, a bigger, stronger kid. Um, I think growing up uh, – I was a lot bigger than a lot of the kids. And I think I put up a, a lot of points. So I got to start playing triple-A and I played up a year for, for a couple of years and even up up two years for, for probably half a season. Um, so I was always a good player growing up. And I think just being as big as I was and as strong as I was, I didn't, I kind of cheated the game maybe, let's say. Like I could get away with just skating around faster, taking the wide lane and taking the puck to the net all the time and get away with having a good shot. So I think as I got older and other kids kind of grew and, the size factor kind of evened out, and I had to really like work on my skills a lot more. And it was kind of transition the game a little bit, but uh, I was always a good player growing up.
0: Yeah, that's a good point because a lot, you know, you hear that a lot. You know, you see kids in minor hockey, and they're always bet the kid stands out. He scores four goals, uh, unbelievable. But then all of a sudden, everybody else catches up and evens everything out. That's a great point. And um, when your draft day, all right. You you played in Sudbury for the Wolves. Sudbury, I, I've been there before. Sudbury, they're like. You know, you know, <laughs> I, think I, I think I'd rather be in um, Halifax Nova Scotia or something like that. But anyway, Sudbury Wolves. You're there four years. You end up with Sonya. Your last year, you split the season. Um, when when your draft year was coming up did you have it in your mind you said I'm, there's no doubt I'm getting drafted or did you think well maybe or maybe not what what were your feelings toward that when you're uh, like
1: coming like draft year to the NHL yeah the NHL draft yeah so I thought I I thought I had a good year um it was tough our team uh, wasn't very good in Sudbury I think we won like 16 games that year so that definitely wasn't uh wasn't playing into my favor but I thought I had a good year I thought I played hard, show that I was kind of willing to do anything. I could at least like still play the game, you know? So it was definitely uh, kind of like a toss up. Um, and I, I remember just kind of getting on a phone call with my agent. The draft was in Buffalo. So it was pretty close to home. So it was made things a little bit easier. And I kind of gave him a call and I was like, Hey, look, like, you know, the way I am, you know, that if I go down there and I'm not going to get drafted, I'm going to be pretty pissed off and I don't want to sit there like with my family and, and, I kind of get embarrassed like that, you know? Yeah. So I was like, look, if you think I'm going to get drafted, I'm going to come down with my parents. I'm not going to bring, like, all my buddies and extended family and stuff. It was close. But I was like, look, I'm going to come down with my parents. He was like, hey, like, if I was you, I would, I would come to the draft. And then you get there and you're kind of like, I didn't go to round one, just kind of watch it on TV, figured, <laughs> figured I wasn't going there. <laughs> but then uh, rounds two to seven, you're kind of like, hey, anything could happen. Like, kind of figured maybe I'd go somewhere between, like, four and – where I went, and uh, you're kind of just watching the rounds go by. Round two, you're like, oh, "Ah, would have been nice." Round three, the same idea. <laughs> round four is happen. Yeah. <laughs> round four goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, round four goes. Yeah, round four goes. You're like, okay, round five. Now you're starting to sweat. Round six starts. I'm like, crap. Like in your head, you're like, just thinking the worst. You know, you're like, ah, oh, it's not going to happen. Like I brought my family down here now. Like, just please, please. And uh, Montreal is one of the teams we had a good chat with. So uh, when their name came up. Uh, I heard him say from, from the subway walls and it was either me or there was another guy that was, that hadn't got picked yet. And, uh, luckily it was me. And, uh, I think that's probably the lightest I ever felt walking down a set of stairs out out onto the, whatever the platform where the ice would be. And, uh, it was at the time that was the greatest feeling for me. Awesome. Playing hockey.
0: That's awesome. That's
2: awesome. awesome. So what was your feeling like right away going into your first training camp? Were you nervous?
1: Yeah, definitely nervous. Um, I mean, you're just going in and you're seeing all these guys that you kind of grew up watching on TV and just these big names and you're kind of a little bit starstruck coming in. But uh, it's just fun, like you get to put on the Montreal Canadian sweater for the first time, even if it's just like at a, at a rookie camp. And they and, took a uh,
0: picture with it, right? Did they take the picture? Oh yeah. I had that and I was like, I made the team.
1: <laughs> yeah. So um, it's just like, it's surreal to be honest. and. Uh, uh, definitely feel pretty cool. You're you're 18 years old and and you're having all these things happen that you dreamed of happening. So it was it was definitely an exciting time, but for sure nerve wracking. Who was a starstr who starstruck you? Who's the first? Uh, I mean, I think just like meeting meeting Carey Price and all those guys for the first time. Brendan Gallagher, like you're walking around the room, Shea Shea Weber, uh, you see them for the first time. It's like, oh wow, like this is the real deal, you know. And um, I remember. I think it was my second camp was the first time like I actually saw Carey, and uh, he was talking to Caden Primo. I'll never forget because I just embarrassed myself I thought but like (laughs) I was kind of talking to Caden and then uh, we're just in the gym and then Carey had walked in and then he was like saying hi to uh, Caden like they're both goalies whatever so they're talking and I was just kind of sitting there and my eyes open up wide I'm like Oh shit, it's Kerry Price, right? Like, so I'm like, <laughs> yes. I gotta stick my hand in here and shake this guy's hand. Like, I can't like, tell my buddies back home. So he's kind of like mid conversation, and I just got nervous, and I just like stuck my hand in the little conversation. I was like, "Hi, I'm Pez. and he goes, "Hi, Kerry," and I go. Hi. And then I just like disappeared out of the conversation <laughs> and I was like, fuck, you look like an idiot. Like, but uh, I left and I texted all my buddies like, yeah, I met Carrie today, boys. Like, no big deal. They're like, yeah, he's on your team. Oh, I love
2: that. But, uh, it was awesome just funny. Like, like
1: you just, the stupid things you do when you're, you're younger and you're just not thinking like these guys are just regular guys. And then now obviously you meet them and they're, they're super nice and they're cool guys. So it's funny.
0: So you, you, you get down with the rocket and, uh, you get going down there, and I'll remember <clears throat> the training camp, you scored two goals, uh, right, mm-hmm. And in the preseason, and um, you drew attention to yourself, which was awesome. I mean, everybody knew, okay, you're scrappy, can scrap, and you, you're willing to stick up your teammates, and you hit, and you go to the net, and you get in the corners. You, you create shit out there. You make shit happen, which uh, every team needs guys like that. But then you score those two goals, and everybody like, "Ooh, maybe there's something there too." From junior till right through those times in the American Hockey League, doing the fight in that part, it's great. But did you find find that people were really surprised that you could actually put the puck in the net times? Like, were, were people kind of shocked? Oh my god, <laughs> two goals and. Fuck! I watched the goal the other night in in, in Florida. It was a fucking awesome goal. You, you know, you made the whole thing happen to begin with, and then you go to the net and bat it out of the air. That's fucking Zegras stuff, you know. And <laughs> but you did it, you know. Yeah. But if you never get the chance and you get the opportunity, that's the thing. Fucking guys like us sit in the bench the longest fucking time, and and then it's time you get your chance and they let you loose. And did you find you kind of open people's eyes though? yeah more than just the fighting
1: i think that um i always had that i I always knew that i had the ability to to play hockey and to play a bigger role and i think uh, i mean you know in highs sometimes when you're playing five minutes on the fourth line like there's Uh. there's really not much you can do you know like you get two three shifts a period and you're just kind of running around trying to do something you know and it's like you're you're not comfortable with the puck but in the back of my head and every summer when i was training i was like just like get those reps, get those touches. You know, like when you get your chance, it's gonna come. And I had been in the organization since 2016, and last year that was the first preseason game that I that I'd ever played. So I had never never got an opportunity to play in the preseason. I had just kind of always been on Team C or kind of sent down early. So that was my yeah. first chance. And then obviously like score two goals, play hard, and and that kind of started everything, right? So I think I. I always knew that that I had those skills and I know that I can play the game properly. I'm more than just the guy that runs around and, and does all that. Like at the end of the day to stick around and to, to, to stay in this league, like you need to be able to play hockey. Like there's no more just run around, fight guys. Right. So I know yeah. I can, I know I can play. And that definitely um, gave me a lot of confidence.
2: Yeah, no, I was just going to think like, um, you were just going to think?
0: That's yeah, a yeah. problem. Yeah, yeah. This is what
2: happens when I think. We have this <laughs> huge pause. No, I was just thinking, like, you know, in the fighting part of it, like, is that. Um, did you fight right at that in training camp? Did you fight Curtis Gabriel? Was it in training camp? Yeah,
1: right? I think I fought. Uh, well, I fought Gabriel like, for sure. And then I fought uh, that Kelly guy on Ottawa.
2: Like, you're fighting like the heavyweights of the league, I guess, right? Like, you're, you know, I mean, is that something you're just, I mean, where's that coming from? Like, you're, I know you fight a little bit, but I mean, yeah, I love He's it. He's an angry fucking yeah. kid. That's yeah. He's just angry. <laughs> really.
1: <Yeah>, I, <laughs> I, I think, like, uh, I'm just a competitor, you know, and I think, um, playing hard and I love, like, lining guys up and, and, and playing the game hard and physical and getting to the dirty areas. Um, I mean, you know what, I was, you hit a guy, so you got to stand up for yourself sometimes, right? Or someone else is. I've always just been someone that I don't want to take shit, and I don't want my, my teammates to have to take shit either. So it's just kind of like the wire crosses, and you're like, all right, like I got to go do something, you know?
0: What do you think – and here's it, 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 one of the things that's come up lately in the NHL. Guys are getting – they're giving out clean hits, and they're going to – now they're going to have to respond to someone come fighting them because they hit someone clean. Now, I'm not going to say that never happened back when we played. It happened more when guys took cheap shots. Mm-hmm. You know, did you like, honestly, in, in, in Vegas, I was fucking pissed off that Kovacevic had to fight Martinez for a clean fucking body check he threw. Mm-hmm. Like, it was so fucking stupid. And the, And then the worst part of that, the fucking idiot referee didn't even give Martinez the two minutes for instigating the fight. He came Ooh. right at him. So wh- what do you think of that? You When you look – say you see a teammate get hit. I mean, fuck, part of the game, getting fucking hit. But are you going to go respond to that? Or are you more – if a guy takes a cheap shot or maybe someone goes after and roughs up Cole Caulfield or it's Suzuki, that might be a different story.
1: Yeah, I think, like, it's – it's kind of a weird area right because nowadays there's there's not as much hitting and there's not as much phys- physicality so when you do see those big hits I think it just kind of like ticks guys off a little bit more I think for me it depends point. who it is right like if you got like last when we we're in Florida you have Gouda stepping up on on Gools, hitting him in the corner <laughs> right so I was trying to get in his face that I mean they ended up coming down and, and scoring the other way but it's like you got a guy that's one of our star young defensemen, 20 years old, and you got Gudis, who's a tough guy known for, for stepping up on guys and that stuff, right? So, in Some that instance, it's guys like, yeah, fucking. in that instance, even though it's potentially a clean hit, like I, I couldn't really tell. You just see the ghouls got hit hard and you see it's Gudis, you're like, all right, I'm going to get in there. Whereas, like, maybe if it's like a skill guy that kind of steps up on a skill guy, it's like, hey, man, like you're just going to give him yeah. a shove and be like, hey, keep your head up, like I'm, I'm coming on the forecheck check kind of thing instead of a, yeah. instead of a, hey, let's drop the gloves. So, I think it's all like, right depends who, d- who does it if it's like a physical guy a fighter that's going to step up on a skill guy then hey like even if it's clean I'm probably going to get in there at least say something as opposed to if it's like kind of skill guy and skill guy clean hit it's like hey like sometimes you just got to keep your head up you know
2: yeah what about when you're <clears throat> given the hit do you feel like you have to respond all the time or
1: yeah so I think when I was younger and especially like in the AHL and stuff I would just kind of just answer the bell to anything and and sometimes that's good, sometimes that's bad. Like this year, I, I hit um, – I can't remember who I hit behind the net in uh, – In Boston? In Boston, I was you one of them. You murdered that guy. You yeah. killed and, him. Um, <laughs> it was that. But he, this year in Columbus, I had hit a guy behind the net, and then um, who did I fight? Good Branson? Is, is he on Columbus? Yeah.
0: I think, I think it's Yeah, in, yeah.
1: So I hit a guy, and I'm at a minute and a half into my shift. I was just kind of staying in so that guy's changing and c- could hopefully get some ozone time. And I just finished my check and then boom, he's right in front of me, kind of in my face, you know, and it wasn't a dirty hit. It was just clean hit, like just caught the kid at the right time. And all of a sudden you're fighting when you're exhausted, right? So I think as I've got older, I've learned that I don't always have to say yes to everything, you know, like clean hit. It's like guy wants to fight you. It's like, buddy, that's a clean hit. Like I didn't do anything wrong. Like you're pissed off next shift. Like we can, we can go at it, but Hey, I'm tired right now. Like you can get me when I'm ready, you know?
0: I I can tell you when I was pissed off when you got in a fight once. And it was in the early going. And your fucking coach chastised you for it and it fucking pissed me off. And I'm sure it pissed you off. How did you feel that night when Claude Julian? Remember remember the game? You had a fight and then Julian said something in the newspaper the next day or something. Mm. You
1: took a penalty. Wasn't me. I I never played under Julian.
0: Uh, Julian uh-huh. No, you just didn't.
1: With, just with Dom.
0: I'm trying to think who it was then. If it wasn't you, it wasn't Abba.
1: No, because he wouldn't think. have been there either. Could have That's been right. Wieser we, could have been there maybe.
0: So you had um, – no, I don't know if it was Lisa. Um You had uh, – you didn't have Julian at all. No,
1: just Dom, Dom and Marty. Dom,
0: okay. So then it, it wasn't that. It, it was someone else then. It might, might must have been Dale Weiss maybe. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. Um, do you find we'll cut that fucking piece right out of this thing? Yeah.
2: You idiot! No, I like, you oh, want me to you. think again? I'll think again if you want me to. Yeah. I, I, was a I was just like, "What's he talking I was like, he, "He just doesn't like Julian, so he's gonna make fuck, something up right now." Fuck Michael! You should have went
0: along with it. Yeah, you should have. <laughs> um, um, <clears throat> the 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 fighting piece. Like you, you seem like an aggressive kid. Do you watch you on the ice? did that come mainly in hockey growing up in junior or was that before you got to hockey did you have that aggressive nature and you're the type of kid to would stick up for your friends in the neighborhood what what was that
1: like yeah I think it was always just like when it came to hockey like uh, I'm not gonna say like when I was in school or stuff like I was ever getting in fights or anything like that like that stuff kind of never happened and also, I was usually always like the biggest guy amongst my classmates, so I think kids would have been silly to pick a fight with me at the time, but uh, it was mainly just a hockey thing, and even from when I was younger, like uh, I was always played hard, like love to hit guys and love to kind of find guys, um, finish my checks when I can, and uh, I think as I got older, that developed to you come into junior, it's like, hey, you want to play like that kid, you're going to have to stand up for yourself, right? So it's like, hey, I'm playing this game this is just how I like to play. It's like, if you got a problem with that, i got no problem fighting whoever wants to try to fight me, you know? Then you win a couple fights in junior, yeah. you're feeling good, you're like, all right. got like, some confidence. Yeah, like, I, it is a good feeling, like, you're, like, now, you're center ice at the bell center, you, you catch a guy in the chin with a punch and he goes down, like, you look up, everyone's screaming, you're like... Go nuts. Yeah, it's a good feeling, like, you're talking, yeah. between that and scoring a goal, like, those are some of the best feelings playing hockey, you know? Which is better, though, for you? Ah, oh, it's so hard, like... I think if you win a fight, center ice at the Bell Center, I think that might be slight edge over scoring a goal. I think because it's oh, yeah, like first, you're just...
2: your first NHL goal. Like, did you even? I, it was like, did anyone know you scored? Or what?
1: <laughs> no idea. <laughs> so we're we're playing Boston in Boston, and uh, that was like childhood dream too. Like my my dad <laughs> yeah, like, and everyone's like, 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 who scored? Yeah, yeah. like playing boss, like like the Boston Bruins, and I, I like always like the way they played and. and Boston in general. And uh yeah, I kind of just I like, got a tip in in the middle of the ice and then uh and like I see it just hits a bunch of things and I saw Ben Chirada kind of like skated behind the net. So I figured it hit a bunch of stuff and then he banged in the rebound. So like we go in the pile and like we're all celebrating and every like he's kind of looking at me, I'm kind of looking at everybody else like <laughs> which one you guys scored? Like I didn't score, you know what I mean? And then it's like wait a minute like did I feel like I'll so take like, it I'll take it <laughs> and I just like it's almost like I, I couldn't believe it until they announced it on the on the whatever the arena speakers you know like uh, 55 first national hockey league goals that's like, awesome. holy shit like let's go <laughs> I'll take them however it comes like so so
2: then the next game yeah, you fight awesome. Reeves right yeah. yeah
1: so that that weekend was crazy so we go Detroit uh I get my first point next game we play Boston I get my first goal and then we're in Madison Square Gardens and I was just like, fuck it. Like, I got to take on the biggest guy in the league. Like, I love it. you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, definitely played on a little bit differently in my head. And um, I mean, I think we all saw it happen, but it was it was still fun. Like, I never got so many text messages after getting beat up. So it was yeah. fun. number
0: 55. Is telling Presetta to come on in. I don't know what set this off, but uh, Presetta sacrificed himself. Yeah, you know, listen, it. To even take on a guy like that, I don't care what happens, what the outcome is, it it takes a lot of fucking balls, a lot of balls that people don't have, so um, I will say you were a little over-anxious to get in there, that's all I'll say.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, well, in my head, I was like, don't don't square up with him, because that's what he wants to do, you know, he likes to sit yeah. there with his arms down, and, and, and
0: bon, yeah.
1: uh, just kind of sit there and play the cool guy, you know, so... I thought for sure when I asked him to fight, he was going to turn around and be like, who are you kid? You know, like, uh, yeah. you know, who I am blah, blah, blah. So it hit me and I just hit him on the shin pads. I was like, you want to go? And like, before I could even like process anything else, he turned around, his gloves are off. I'm like, Oh shit. Like this is happening. Like this is way easier. And I thought game on. Yeah. And then, uh, and then felt like we were squaring up forever. And then, I mean, he had a good play when I went to grab him, he grabbed my left hand and then my left hand was down, like holding the middle of his Jersey. So I'm like, oh shit! Like now, his right hand's just completely free, and I'm just gonna be eating punches. So I tried to like duck the first one, and then you know how it is—he shoves you down, and then yeah. kind of in the soup after that. Yeah, it's
0: funny. People always, I, I always try and contain the other guy before I throw a punch. You know, always take his strength away. <clears> That's <throat> what I, and it helped me because I wasn't the biggest guy, right? Everybody was bigger than me, and I'm like, if I if I just stand there and wheel away, I'm gonna get fucking killed, <clears> right? <throat> so I had to be a smarter fighter. But that, anyway, being said, um, so now I, I know I don't have this fucking one wrong because um, your family did come to a game in Montreal, right? And they, they were on TV. They showed them. Yeah. I, I don't know which yeah. one of your first games or what it was. How fucking cool was that for you? Because I, I just think back to my time when my mom and dad came up here and they sat in the Montreal forum and saw that. Like, it was just such a proud moment. I, and I remember the night your your family was there.
1: Yeah, so I think oh. uh, I think you actually like met them or like uh, one of my brothers or something had, had spoken with you. Yeah. But um, for my first game, I kind of found out the the day before, which was nice, and it was in Montreal. So um, a bunch of my family and my friends were able to like drive down for the game. So and we won against uh, Detroit, and I played a good game. I think we won three one. So it was just so cool to like come outside. I think there was like 30, 40 people there and just like, we're all so excited. Like we won the game and I just played my first game and everyone's there. It was like, it was so surreal and it was just, it took a while for that to like sink in how cool that was for me and, um, and, and my whole family. Cause at the end of the day, like these people have always supported me had pretty much sacrificed their whole life so that I could be where I am right now. Yeah. So to kind of share that experience with them and for them to all be able to be there was, was something I'll never forget.
2: What was it like playing with Sako Koivu? No, I'm just kidding. No, Uh, no, that's awesome. You know, we've had a few guys from the team. It just seems like an awesome locker room. Is that, I mean, you got to, you having fun with them or what?
1: Yeah, I think we just got a really good group of guys. Like, um, obviously we're we're pretty young and I think even the older guys are, are young at heart. So It's been fun, and it's been easy to to kind of transition. I mean, sometimes it's intimidating. You hear some stories that it's a little bit different around the room than it is, like, coming through Junior and even the American Hockey League. So I think the group we have is is just make everybody comfortable. And even now, we have a ton of injuries, and there's new guys coming up. And I think if you ask anybody, they tell you that they feel comfortable in the room. and, And it's just a good group of guys. And I think everyone is happy to play here, you know?
0: As most of you know, I'm a dog person. I have a Saint Bernard. Her name is Adele. Why do I feed Adele formula raw? Because I love her. I wanna provide her with a healthy, well-balanced, locally sourced diet. A diet that consists of meat, chicken, fish, mixed with fruits and vegetables that her 140 pounds requires. I also feed her formula raw because it helps her overall energy, it helps her with allergies and helps strengthen her overall immune system. Dimitri and Nick at Formula Raw have worked tirelessly over the last 10 years to perfect their recipe. And they've got it because you know how I know? Adele loves it. She never, never misses a meal. And she's a healthy, big, beautiful St. Bernard. Yeah, it's a really, um, I think Jeff Gordon... Mr. Molson and certainly Ken Hughes have done a hell of a job in trying to to rework this thing and get it back to where it belongs, and that's up top. That being said, um, here you are with one of the most, you know, story franchises in the history of the game in sports, not just hockey. Um, Living in this city,
1: what is it you love most about this city? uh it's just like it's just fun here like the whole culture like everything about it is just a good time like um i i live down here with with my girlfriend but even like just going out like you always have fun there's so many different restaurants so many different types of food you can eat and everywhere you go it seems like there's always like a little bit of a vibe or like a everybody
0: of- knows you right
1: yeah like that's that's crazy. Like I'm a fourth line guy in the NHL and you're going to the grocery store and people are asking mm-hmm. for autographs. Or like, you're walking around like, and he is a young guy. Like that's cool. Like, I mean, maybe later on in your career when you've been having that happen for a while, maybe get a little bit annoying at times. But for me, it's like, Hey, like this is super cool. Like uh, yeah. I never got to experience like that before. And it's just fun. You know, it's, you really appreciate the culture of the Montreal Canadians, you know, it's like a religion here and to be able to go on the ice and put the Jersey on, when you see that culture and you see how passionate everybody is about hockey, it's like, you can't help, but want to play hard for them, you know, like the fans and, and just the city.
2: No, I played in Winnipeg when we first got sold from Atlanta and I, it never got old when I got recognized, (laughs) you know, like it was, it was awesome. you know, and then I would go home back to Chicago and be like, why is no one fucking talking to me?
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's what I tell everyone if they ask like, Hey, like, is it annoying like signing this and that? I'm like, hey, one day no one's gonna give a shit about me and I'm just gonna be like just a regular person. So I was like, I'll yeah. take all the attention I can get right now, you know? Like it, it's still fun and it, it's not like overly crazy for me. Like I know a guy like Nick or, or Cole might might get a little crazy for them, but for me, right? it's, it's a manageable amount.
0: There's always someone you look to. I remember yeah, you know, people always ask them for autographs and they still do. And I'm you know, like, sometimes my girlfriend is like, fuck, you played 30 years ago, for Christ's sake. I said, <laughs> well, it doesn't make a difference. But, but, you know, it was Guy Lafleur and, 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 and Patrick Waugh, and fuck, everybody was at them all the time. It just, they could never, never got a breath. So, so you can certainly understand it, but it, it's something that a lot of NHL players in American cities just don't have to deal with. Canadian cities a little different. Some of the original six cities, it's like that in the States, you know, like Boston's a pretty big city, but they got the four major sports, but still, um, people are hockey fans. They know that play is no question. But yeah, I got so, a funny story
1: here. Yeah. About just like Bring how it. how crazy it is sometimes. So oh, I got two. So I'll uh, tell the one. We're we're in LA, where we get the Santa Monica Pier. It was just me, Kovacevic, and Elanin. So it's a shit day out, like it's I don't know, like ten degrees and it's super windy. So we get there and it's literally a ghost town. So we're like crap. Like no one's here, not actually gonna like I don't know, I've never been to California, like, see see what it's like down there. And it's literally ghost town. Like, there's everything's closed. There's nobody there. So we're there. Three people. We get out of the Uber. We'll walk around for two minutes. We come back to, like, this main area. There's two other people there, just out of nowhere. All of a sudden, they're, like, speaking French and asking us for autographs and a picture. We're just like, <laughs> wait a minute, what? We're They're Habs fans, and I guess they're coming down to watch the game, and they happen to be there, too. But that's, like, the reach, you know what I mean? Like, we're literally – in a ghost town there's nobody here in Santa Monica Pier like and there's randomly two Habs fans asking for autographs you know what I mean and you're just like what like
2: that's awesome do you know any French how's your French
1: um it's okay like I can understand a little bit and we do some some classes with uh with the team and uh my girlfriend's uh, from from Quebec City so she's she's French so uh she helps oh a you bit should too.
0: have that you should be <laughs> speaking you should be bilingual
1: they
0: say that's the best way to learn yeah french girlfriend
1: yeah it definitely helps a little bit but it's so hard because then you go home for the summer and kind of don't hear it as much and you feel like you start from square one every time
0: so yeah. how about um the season you know it's it's a freaking long season you guys are treated like like kings let's face it you know you come in you know there's breakfast there you've got lunch you got all all good stuff the team takes care of you uh it's incredible the best hotels everything but still it's a grind isn't it like when when you get around and and especially not winning hockey games like you look where boston is and you've been on winning teams before i'm sure where things go great and everybody's happy you look what boston's doing how difficult is that for you and you know you're showing up with that smile on your face every day the grind of the season and losing fucking hockey games it can't be fun
1: yeah, I think um, it's definitely difficult. And I think this year the the vibe around the locker room is better. And, and obviously we're, for the most part, we're in a lot more games. Like if we're losing, like we're losing by a goal and there's games, just little things are messing up. Whereas like last year we were, we were getting pounded sometimes and you go like five, 10 games at a time where you're just kind of getting pounded. And it's like, geez, like playing every other day, you're losing by three, four goals every game. Like, it, it's it's definitely a grind and it kind of wears down on you, you mentally. But also, like, I'm in the unique position where I just started, right? And you're trying to make a name for yourself. So at the end of the day, like, I'm sure if I was an older guy, it'd, it'd be even harder because it's like, hey, I've gone through this. Like, it's really not fun right now. For me, it's like I'm in a new city every time. i never played here, new rink. You're trying to make a name for yourself in the NHL. So you kind of just have that that keeps you going. So I think if it wasn't for that, it would definitely be a lot more difficult.
2: Yeah. Has there been a big difference since uh, the change, of the coaches with uh, Marty coming in?
1: Um, yeah, I think uh, even last year it was difficult, but I think this year was like a fresh start and um, everyone just kind of had a, a good vibe and we can play good hockey and we can compete with good teams. So I think like when you see that as a player, it's like, hey, like we're, we're right there, you know, it, it kind of lifts your spirits a little bit more knowing that like, what they're doing and what the coaches are preaching is, is working. And like, we're, we're kind of turning a page and it's like, we're just going to continue to get better as we develop within these systems, you know?
0: Yeah. I really like uh, the way he looks at the game. Some of the things I've heard him say and, and, and speaking with him, we had him on the podcast too. I just, he, he got a unique outlook on the game and the way the game is now. Um, You never want to play anywhere else. Do you
1: honestly, like, No, like I I love it here. Um, I love it here. And it's just like the way Marty is, like, I think if you ask anybody in that room, they're like, I want to play for him as long as I can. You know, the, the freedom that he gives you as a player and the way that he approaches the game and and teaches you, it's just like, if I can stick around and and latch onto this for as long as I can, like, I want to be a part of this, you know? So I think for me, it's like, how can I find a way to make my game fit into this system and, and allow which will allow me to be a part of the success we're gonna have in the future because it's gonna turn a page and when it is it's like we're gonna be a really good team.
0: Does he challenge you and and, and when I say that challenge you like listen, I want you to try and make plays out there. I want you to try don't you fucking dump the puck and go like a madman. I want you to try and make does he challenge you like that?
1: Yeah. So I think like even the first two weeks I was here, like he had pulled me aside uh this is last year and he was like hey kid like I love your game, like whatever, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, at some point you got to play, not just to survive. Like you got to play to live, you know, like sure. It's like, like you showed me a clip, like I get the puck on the wall. It's like chip it out, advance the puck, whatever you live to see another day. Maybe our guy got it. Like it's an okay hockey play, but he goes, is that the best play you could have made? He's like, could you handle this? Push it to the middle, hit a guy like third wave. You know what I mean? It's like, that's also available. It's like, push yourself to, to live and not just survive. So I think. I that's never had awesome. a coach. I never yeah. had a coach tell me that I'm f- 23 years old. Like f- yeah. just starting in the NHL and you got a coach that's telling you, Hey kid, like make plays. Whereas like I've only ever been yeah. told "Get to the fricking red line, no, like I, go I, hit yeah. somebody and get off the ice with somebody else. <laughs> now you know, I can toe drag. Now I can toe drag. Yeah. So it's like within means, like let's not be, yeah, no. maybe, maybe no toys, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, like make a play, like don't just yeah you know, shut your brain off and stop thinking about things. Then you realize too, like, like you're saying now, I'm doing things where it's like I was able to do them, but you almost stop thinking about them. You know, like you get such into a mold of doing the same thing. It's just like, hey, I need to get to the red line, and chip the puck in, and they'll be like, hey, you pez- almost
0: brainwashed, brainwashed. Yeah. And then yeah.
1: and then people say, hey, pe- you don't make any plays. Well, it's like I'm scared shitless to make any plays because yeah. if I don't get to the red line, and chip the puck in, I'm not going to get another shift. Yeah. So it's like after we had that conversation, I obviously had to reevaluate myself and my game. And it's like it took a couple of weeks where your your brain. Like, I realize, I'm not even thinking yeah. about other plays. You're just thinking about the most simple play and you get it out, right? So now at least my brain's working where it's like, I can see two plays and then you got to evaluate the situation. Is it late in the third period? Okay, I got to chip it out because we got to manage the clock. The first period down by a goal, it's like, hey, we can make a little bit more of a risky play, you know? But at least I'm thinking about those plays. Whereas before, it's like you're just brainwashing, you're just no. chipping off the glass every time, not even thinking. It's like, puck, glass
0: robot yeah
2: that's awesome too because he's a coach he's a guy too that like has been through everything right like he's played fourth line he's played this he wasn't drafted that's rare like mike keenan was like a chemistry teacher and you know eventually you're just like dude you didn't play the fucking game you know but but that's that's awesome that he he has that i mean the guy's a, a hall of famer right i mean and the communication that's so cool that he does that i think it's great
0: yeah, you wonder uh, that some of them old school coaches, right? And back in our day, the old school stuff was, you know, you didn't do it, you're getting fucking sent down, you're gone. Yeah, you know, none of this get creative shit. I had one coach, and that was Lamia. We had him on here, Tim. You know, that guy helped. That guy cool. was the Marty St. Louis before yeah. Marty St. Louis, which was unbelievable for me. A guy that helped me really take my game to the next level. But saying about me, it's about you. Um, um, uh, the Habs uh, you did play international hockey though you represented your uh, country uh, how was that and what was that experience like
1: yeah so I played um under 17s um for for Canada there and it was fun I mean to be able to put on the Canadian sweater it's something again you kind of dreamed about growing up all the time watching all these Olympic games and, and different world junior tournaments so I think for me to kind of be able to represent Canada uh hopefully I was hoping to maybe represent the more coming through junior and stuff, but um, I mean, maybe now you never know. One day, like a world championship or something, but um, it, it's cool. I, at the end of the day, it's something you're going to look back on and be like, "Hey, like I made it to a level where I represent my country," you know? So yeah. that was that was cool.
2: No, I That's played nice. in the world championships, and I it, it was awesome, like you just said. That put put on that the, the the sweater of the of your country is really cool. Was there anyone on, who was on that team that you played on? Anyone?
1: under 17 under 17s um kairu was on that team in st louis um chicken was supposed to be on our team because there's three teams for for the under 17s like they have like wet red white and black or whatever so he was on our team but he had gotten hurt um trying to think some other guys that play like pro but i'm not sure in the nhl got you so
0: um What's your typical day off like? You, they, you get a day off every week, right? What's your typical day off? What do you do when you're home?
1: Day uh, off? Just try to, like, relax and kind of shut my brain off a little bit from thinking about hockey and training all the time. So uh, I like to kind of just get outside, usually go for for a nice little walk around Montreal, you know, whether I go into Old Port or just kind of walk on the canal. I live in Griffintown, so kind of on the canal here in Griffintown. Yeah. Just try to – get some fresh air and then, and then really relax, you know, watch some Netflix kind of just sh- shut off, hang out with my girlfriend and, and some other guys. If anyone's working on and, your
2: French, you just work yeah. on your French. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of chalkboard
1: whiteboard. She starts running a class, get up at 8.00 AM, 7.00 PM. We're doing French class. So uh, no, but Are you, you know, a video you,
2: game guy, you a video game guy.
1: So I, I used to play like all the time, like my, my first two, three years pro, but I kind of just got off the video games and I just kind of, watch Netflix or whatever, like different shows, movies, kind of just try to shut off.
0: All right, I'm gonna ask you a question now <clears throat> about, yeah, your job and what you do. And I, I'm gonna liken it to what happened with me back in my day. And I was fighting quite a bit. And I've been here about five years and they brought in another guy, John Cordick, And I was like, fuck, I don't need this guy. Fuck, I can I can handle shit on my own. Did you ever have that feeling when jacki came on board with this team and started fighting? You're like shit, man. because honestly, I felt I might be expendable now,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: Uh, did that yeah. thought
1: ever enter your mind? I think for me, no, because it was like a he's a defenseman, so I was like, yeah. there's that there's that kind of layer of separation. I think yeah. he had come in and and done that stuff as a forward. I think maybe I would have been more on the hot seat you know because it's like hey yeah, yeah we're not gonna have three guys or two guys that kind of do the exact like play hard physical and whatever because now it's like all right we're directly competing with each other so I think that he was on defense there was that kind of layer of separation Um also I think that I'm not just a fighter you know like I play hard I can play the game so I think for me it was like okay like I'll take a little bit of weight off my shoulders mm-hmm. like I won't have to kind of fight every single heavy in the league, you know, like he can take on, on some heavies. And Um, I think it's kind kind of worked out like that. Like he's taking on some of the heavier guys and I'm maybe taking on the number two guy now, you know what I mean? As opposed to just kind of going out there and having to grab every big guy when something stupid happens, you know, you have someone that's like, you can look over at him and be like, Hey, you got him this time. Or like he's doing it and you're kind of grabbing number two, you know? So, um, I think it's just healthy. And I love talking to him about fighting. We're always (laughs) like sending each other. eh? Yeah. We're always uh, sending each other different, uh, different fighting clips and kind of just like breaking it down and chirping guys or chirping, whatever, you know? So, uh, it's fun. He's a good kid. So, uh, Isn't he a, he's a yeah. great
0: kid. How about the fucking hands on him? I couldn't believe when I shook his hand the first time my, my, my fucking hand was like a wet noodle. I'm like,
1: <laughs> Oh yeah. What? He's like, he's a big huge. kid. Like he's got big paws and, uh, oh. I mean, everything about him is just big. Like he's six, four, like two forty almost. So that's <sighs> just a big boy.
2: You yeah. ever give him the the old Costco chirps or what? Oh yeah, I think mean,
1: <laughs> when that came out, everyone was kind of making jokes about that, and uh, you hear some guys in the ice kind of say stupid shit sometimes. It's just <laughs> funny. funny, but uh, he's a funny kid. Like at the end of the day, like <laughs> whenever guys chirp him he goes, "Look, like you want to say something? Like I'll beat, like, I'll beat the shit out of you." And it's like, look, <laughs> he will beat the shit out of you, He's friggin' six four two forty. So usually guys uh, kind of just shut up, you know.
2: Uh, you beat up by the produce manager or whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, did the, did the, I hope it did. It was very
0: creative, the nickname, but did Wi Fi finally die out in the room?
1: Um, yeah, still? I don't think, I don't think any of the boys really call him Wi Fi. I think here and there, like, guys would just say it as a joke or or whatever.
0: It was creative,
1: though. Right? Yeah. When yeah. you look I at it,
0: his last it, name.
1: It was just hilarious. Like, I think at the start of the year, like, we always had a – there was a board that had, like, the Wi-Fi password for, like, the dressing room, you know, so guys could jump on and guys would just write Arbor's last name there. <laughs> I'm sure some young guys at camp or something were probably, like, trying to get on the Wi-Fi and they're like, what the heck, like, <laughs> password's not working because someone oh. just wrote his name there. But it was funny. All
2: uh, right. Uh, who is the funniest guy in the locker room to you?
1: Um It's got to be – Chris Weidman's up there for sure. Like Chris, Chris Weidman. Like if you can get in a room with Chris Weidman and Mike Hoffman, you'll just piss your pants laughing like the entire (laughs) time. Like these two guys with each other is like just another level. Like we had dinner the other night, and I'm just sitting there, and you're literally laughing the entire time. Like it's like I got an ab workout because they're just hilarious. Like I can't even describe it.
0: All right, so I know your career is young. And you've had some highlights in your career. If you can only watch one highlight or show it to your grandkids or your kids the rest of your life, which one is it?
1: Hmm. I'd like to say it was my first goal, but we were talking about this earlier. It was kind of all over the place, but um, that's a tough question, honestly. Probably have to just go with with one of my goals, like one of the one of the nicer ones. I scored one against Dallas kind of short side on uh, a two-on-one i think that's like my favorite shot i love going short side high and uh it's probably one of the nicer goals i scored so i think that one that's the one what about the, the
2: one where you just bum rushed watson or whatever
1: <laughs> it's like, it was, was it like a psycho just went straight <laughs> at him what was blacked that? out and i was like yeah i'm gonna freaking superman punch this guy right now like
0: hit by Pazetta at center ice Pazetta drops the gloves. Austin Watson does the same. They'll go to center ice and square off.
1: And Pazetta goes right at Watson. He knew it was coming right after the check, even though they were nowhere near each other. Pazetta missed with the left there. Watson over the top of the right, and down they go. That's a good awesome. one too. Awesome.
0: That was awesome. It was awesome. That, that talk about that's talk about that feeling with the roof coming off of that building, right? crazy that place went nuts that night yeah
1: like that was just like perfect because he had hit uh i think it was jb earlier in the game and then i kind of never really got a or end of the first period kind of and uh never really got opportunity to to do anything so i was like okay like i was kind of waiting for it and then second period i get out there i'm like all right like hey like let's go like you gotta answer for answer the bell for that and he's kind of like oh no like you had your chance because some time had passed you know So as I'm saying that, I'm chasing him around. I just look up and I just see Brandstrom's like in the tunnel, you know, like someone's like angling him off, and he's looking at him, right? I'm like, oh god, this is perfect. Like (laughs) I just like licking my chops. I'm like, right, I'm just gonna dummy this guy. So I just like skate over to him, boom, come over the top on him, and then I'm just like, this got to be an auto shed, no? So I just get off, and I think like before I even stood up, my gloves are off. I'm like, all right, where's Watson? Like I know you're you're waiting for it, and Uh I see him. He's like, all right, like now I gotta go, and uh, he was funny about it too, and I was like. I saw him just like, kind of like, like he was like bending down, like putting his, putting his elbow pads up and I'm like, oh, like my eyes just lit up. I'm like, I'm just going to rush him. Like, screw it. <laughs> it was just like kind of stupid, but it was also like, I was just so fired up, you know?
0: How oh, yeah. about, um, this 18 year old kid that comes to training camp now, pretty mature for an 18 year old kid, right? He lived on his own when he was 14 years old, for Christ's sake, but Having Europe Slavkowski come in, um, what I, I guess for you, what what was the most impressive thing about him? Because again, seeing a young kid like at eighteen years old, I didn't realize being a, how young an eighteen year old kid is. Right, you're twenty three now. What right? Twenty five. Like yeah, twenty five. And and okay, you you're in the middle. And and you're looking back now. You're looking back and remembering when you were 18. Fuck, how young that kid is! And and some people they they forget. They so all they see is a talent first overall, this and that, and they forget that this kid still has to learn his way. But w- what's the biggest surprise, I guess, about that kid to you?
1: I mean, just how big and how strong he is, like at, at 18 years old. Like uh, I mean, you've seen the kid. Like he, he's a monster and his skills like everything's there you know like it's just a matter of time like him getting comfortable in north america like just handling all the different pressures it is because it's a lot of pressure here in montreal first round pick like he's gonna be a player and he has all the tools in his toolbox he's a great kid like everyone gets along with him and i think he's gonna have a bright future but just seeing like how big he was and how like physically mature he is for 18 it's like unbelievable like i think back to myself like i was always a big kid whatever like uh, even then I would have been physically mature, but it's just like to play in the NHL at 18, like I was not ready, you know, like I, I needed to develop my game, just develop my mind in the AHL. And I was still playing junior at 18, but it, to see him, it's just another level, you know?
0: Yeah. It's pretty impressive. No question about you it. You think uh, a year
2: in the minors would have helped him? You know, I I played in the minors. I thought for sure I could help anybody, you know,
1: what's your thoughts? Um, I think the coaches did a great job of like managing him and like kind of developing him and always making sure that like he wasn't getting exposed or or too much or too little you know kind of just managing his ice time and making sure that he's ready I think at the end of the day nothing can compete with with NHL reps you know like uh, I mean he got hurt so that kind of ended his season but he's got 50 games under his belt that he's going into this summer knowing exactly what he needs to do to get ready and exactly what to expect next season you know so I think at the end of the day like nothing can compare to those reps in the NHL for me, I think the AHL helped, but for him, I mean, we'll never know.
0: Now, <laughs> I'm asking a guy who certainly um, p- part of your game is that, but um, th- for years they've been talking about let's get fighting out of the NHL. It shouldn't be in there. The only league that fucking allows it, blah, blah, blah. But now they're taking it out of the queue. What do you think of that? And do you think it'll ever be
1: taken out of the NHL? Yeah, I saw that. I mean, I've always been a strong that. I mean, obviously, like, I, I fight when I have to, and I think it's a part of the game. I mean, at the end of the day, is fighting as important as it was before? Like, no, I don't think so. And I think it's, you need to be able to play hockey first. And secondary, it's like when you got to stand up for guys, you got to stand up for guys. But there needs to be a way for guys to police themselves on the ice, or the game's too fast. You have a freaking weapon in your hand. And it's like stupid things would happen if there wasn't a way to police yourselves. Like, I don't care what you say, but like, let's just say Arbor, because we're talking about him and he's on our team. You do something stupid and you tell me that Arbor's gonna pound your face in. Maybe you don't take a guy's block off, you know. There's a couple guys on every team that like me, I don't care who's out there, I'm gonna take your block off regardless. But maybe that skill guy now that's got a guy lined up, he's like, ah, not gonna do it, you know? Or there's guys that that are thinking, I really don't want to do it like like getting a fight after this. Like, I'm not going to do something stupid, you know? Like I'm going to keep my mouth shut. It's those little things that it's just like there needs to be that policing, I think. So for me, it's like I always think it's going to be a part of the game. I don't think it's going to be as prominent as it once was, as we can see in our game now. Like, I mean, I'm sure when you were in the league, guys were fighting 30, 40 times a year, and now guys fight 10, 10 times a year, right? Like that. your league leader is going to maybe be at 15 fights, you know? Back then it was probably 40. Yeah. But I think that policing needs to be there, you know?
2: Good yeah, answer. I feel like I've never heard a player say no, like it shouldn't be there. Like we all understand. I wasn't a fighter, but it, it needs to be there. I don't know. What do you think, Knox?
0: Well, you know, I, I I like that it's still in there. I like that it's always there for an outlet because when <laughs> two guys could be going at each other all night and get so pissed off, they finally said, let's settle it. I don't have a problem with that. Or someone's sticking up for someone who took a cheap shot. I believe if you take it out, you'll see more of the
1: nonsense. Yeah, I really it, do. It's going to get scrappier. Everyone's going to be running yeah. their mouth. Everyone's going to be five foot taller and 20 pounds heavier, right? When it's not there. Yeah. So you can say and do whatever you want, and you're never going to have to do anything about it, right? Yeah,
2: it's like college hockey. Yeah.
1: College hockey. Right yeah.
2: College hockey. <laughs> we all That's wear what cages. college hockey. Is. <laughs> yeah.
1: But you look too, like, I mean, I'm. Sure, uh, there was a stat out there that most of the injuries and even head injuries don't actually come from fighting. Yeah. So it's like, I understand taking it out. Like, of, uh, they don't want sixteen-year-olds like hurting themselves and punching each other in the face. Like, sure, I can understand that argument, but I feel like most of the injuries and head injuries that come from hockey aren't from fighting.
0: From collisions. They're from
1: collisions, right? Like the game's so fast. Like, there's times where you miss time something by a split second, and all of a sudden, a hit that should have been square in the chest is now in a guy's head, right?
0: Yeah.
1: But tough topic.
0: Yeah, it is a tough topic. And, you know, it's going to be talked about for years to come because there's always been people out there trying to shut it down, shut it down. And the beauty of it, I, I think to change the rule in the NHL, the players have to vote on it. And they'd have to vote it out before the league can change the rule. The league can't just say, we're taking it out. Mm-hmm. The players have to vote on it, which is a good thing. And I think, I think people, most people will keep it in. Every time they've taken the vote with players, they've, fucking said we want it in, you know? Yeah. So uh, there's some security there for a lot of guys too, right? Yeah, and I think
1: even you know? skill guys, like you ask any skill guys, even back when your era, Knuckles, like every skill guy will say, like I wouldn't have been the player I was if I didn't have mm-hmm. someone that was taking care of me, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like everyone wanted a guy or the biggest, toughest guy on their team because it made them five inches taller, you know what I mean? Like feel bigger, you know? When someone knows you're going to get your face pounded in if you touch Gretzky, like you're going to touch Gretzky? Yeah. Yeah. Not if you don't want to stand up for yourself, you know?
0: Yeah. you got to be ready for it, no question. All right, um, I want to ask you about Nick before we let you go. Nick Suzuki, young kid, young captain. A lot of people talking Brendan Gallagher, S- Suzuki, who's going to be captain, ends up being um, S- Suzuki. Um, how do you find him as a young captain?
1: he's just a great guy and i think um he's so mature for his age and i think it's something that he's kind of always been a leader i know in junior he was a captain and um continuing that here he's mature for his age and he takes all the guys under his wing he's a competitor he's our guy that when we're on the bench we need a goal it's like hey i'm looking over at at nick you know seeing what he's going to do so i think when you have that and you have a guy that's just kind of mutually respected by everyone he should be the captain you know like um And I think he's young, obviously, and he's going to obviously mature within that role. But I I think he deserves it. And he's been doing a great job of of being a leader last season and and this season, obviously, now that he's wearing the C, But um, I think everyone looks up to him in the room. Is he pretty
2: uh, vocal or is he kind of more of a quieter?
1: I I wouldn't say he's like an overly vocal guy. It's just like when he needs to talk to you, he talks to you, you know, like he's going to step in. It's like, hey, like if someone needs to wake up, he's going to let them know or if – whatever like he's gonna do that on a more personal level as opposed to being someone that's kind of more vocal and kind of always yelling or talking in the room he's just someone that kind of takes it more on a one-on-one and and, and personal level but um Steven even organizing things as team events all that sort of stuff he takes a lot on his shoulders
0: good for him that's awesome how about Caulfield is he as funny as he looks
1: oh yeah <laughs> he's uh he's hilarious too and um He's just so so much energy, and he's just this little, like, firecracker. And um, it's funny to see just his confidence. And when he's scoring goals and playing hockey and everything's going good, it's it's exciting to watch him and exciting to be in the room and just see his swagger and stuff. It's, it's funny.
0: That's awesome. Listen, Michael, um, thank you for taking the time, pal. I want to wish you uh, all the luck in the world moving forward. I hope uh, you stay here for as long as you possibly can. <clears throat> Believe me, I've never wanted to play for another team, and I had to. It sucked. And yeah. um, so soak it up while you're here, because th- there's no better place to play hockey than right here. Believe
1: yeah. me.
0: Yeah, exactly. Pez.
2: I'm, I'm going to call you Pez now. We're boys, right? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. How it works. No, thanks for I, – I love the way you play, but I you said something earlier that I really like. I, I can just tell you're having fun, and that's awesome, man. You know, right. definitely have fun out there.
1: Yeah, definitely. Never take anything for granted here, and it's just like – uh, even when there's bad days, I mean, I'm sure you guys know there's no bad days in the NHL. Like, could yeah. no. always be doing something worse than that. So I just try to enjoy every day.
0: Hey, everybody! Thanks for listening to the Raw Knuckles podcast. We'd really appreciate it if you'd like, subscribe, and share with a friend.